God damn it. <gasps> Straddling this chair. <laughs> <laughs> Don't break it. <laughs> I know. Dude. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> we're here. <gasps> and we're crying. A lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're crying a lot. And we're also crying. Amazing. I'm trying to get you to say the name of our fucking show. I know. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's been a long time. Just a little while. And just in case you forgot the name of this show, it's called Crying. Amazing. Crazy. And I'm Mel. And I'm Del. We're back at it. For now. <laughs> yeah. We're back at it for now. And. Is this intro good enough? <laughs> do we need to do a do-over? I don't know why I've got the giggles all of a sudden. That's okay. <clears throat> it's good. It's good. It'll be a good fun show. Um, <laughs> so I have something funny to tell you that happened at work today. So I think I mentioned I got a different job and at this new job we do podcasts and there was like a podcast meeting presentation today and somebody asked like how much does it cost to produce a podcast and she was like anywhere from like a hundred thousand to half a million (laughs) so today when I left work I told my boss I was like bye I'm gonna go record my podcast for under a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars yeah (laughs) don't tell everyone that we need your donations (laughs) It's really expensive. Yeah, I have Venmo, <laughs> FYI. Also, I'm pregnant, which okay. I said last time. So that's more reason to Venmo me. Yeah. We're kind of giggly because we were worried I was going to break the chair I'm sitting in. <laughs> I'm literally due in 10 days. Yeah. So I'm So technically, we large. have our first guest star. Oh, yeah. On the pod. Yeah, I'll let you know if she's punching my vagina a lot <laughs> or not. She's been doing that lately. <laughs> That's really nice of her. She's floor punching, pelvic floor punching. Or she's so stomping. hardcore. Maybe she's just dancing. She's moshing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so we're actually recording in um, at my place. We usually record at Dell's, so we're in the Eagle Rock. Yeah, we're in a garage. We're in what used to be our garage, and it's now converted into a bedroom slash nursery baby land yeah so behind me is like a bunch of baby clothes <laughs> our chris and i are saying that our room looks like a hip eagle rock like boutique yeah with totally. just like random also like shit. good job on like hardly any pink that's yeah. amazing thank that's you awesome. yeah good job yeah i definitely <laughs> never mind i'm not gonna say <laughs> had to return some overtly pink items i got yeah but Gets yeah little nuts but people are so kind. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's great. Everyone's great. <laughs> We're really bummed that you guys couldn't go camping with us this weekend. We reminisced about you constantly. And in six months, we'll just have to go with you and baby in tow. Yeah, for sure. She's going to be a party baby. She's going to be a camping yeah. baby. Um, yeah, Dell, Edgar, Chris, and I all... Yeah. Camp, that's like our thing. An annual yeah. ish trip. Yeah. Yeah. Beach camping. Sometimes Woo-hoo. in the rain. Yeah. Sometimes in 110 degrees. Yeah, actually we've kind of like done all the extremes. Yeah. 
sometimes with lots of raccoons. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Dude, okay, so everyone, this one time we were camping and... There were raccoons everywhere. Where were we at? Uh, Montagna de Oro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right by Morro Bay. Yes. And um, it was nighttime and we were like walking to the beach and literally we passed by a dumpster and the dumpster lid opened up. And it was like a metal dumpster, like the camping heavy duty to keep critters out. And the dumpster lid opened up from the inside because a raccoon was raising the roof, opening it with both of his fucking hands and his thumbs. (laughs) It was so scary. And with their thumbs, they unzipped me and Edgar's tent and went inside of it. And then freaked out and then ran out and then there was paw prints all over the pillows. It was crying amazing crazy. Supreme. Yeah. Yeah. So was, but we missed you and we'll we'll go again. We we better. <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, well before we get into it, I wanted to share a couple things. I Del already knows this, but it's kind of podcast relevant. But uh-huh. I've been on maternity leave for um, two weeks now. And by the way, actually, there's this thing that women (laughs) do that is really annoying, Uh Um, how they like to brag about how they worked all the way up until giving birth. Like literally anytime I tell somebody that I'm taking like, that I am taking like a couple weeks off before um, my due date, like especially women who are a little bit older, uh-huh. they always talk about, oh, well, I just like right. worked all the way up to yeah. it. It's like this bragging thing. That's weird. That is so annoying. Yeah. And yeah. like wrong. Like it shouldn't be this competition. Right. Of like killing yourself. Right. I really hate, yeah, like any women comparing themselves in that way. Like, yeah. And I know. Good for you. I mean, We're I'm different people. Also, like maybe you just want to like meditate on the fact that like you're going to push a human out of your body dude and i don't even know how i wouldn't be able to get anything done like the first two weeks like i literally had a to-do list and like was fucking doing so much stuff yeah yeah and now it's like harder for me to do stuff so if i didn't take like a full like three and a half weeks or whatever beforehand i would be pretty screwed because right or you'd be like doing all of that stuff after work yeah that's fun yeah. So anyways, um, stop doing that, women. Yeah. It's lame. Yeah. Be nice to each other. It's, it's not a competition. Right. Um, but that's, this is a segue. <laughs> the thing that happened, because I was also doing some treat yourself stuff. Yeah. And since I moved to LA like five years ago, I wanted, I've always wanted to go see a planetarium show at the Griffith Observatory. Yes. Um, like, and I haven't been able to do it because I work all the time, you know? And right. so I just went and took myself and did that one day. Yeah. And I saw a fucking... You guys. Crazy celebrity you when guys. I was there. I don't really know his name. The <laughs> so, ugly one. The ugly one. The, but, the guys, I was there, and just as I was, like, peering out... <laughs> Looking out at the beautiful view and remembering the 90210 episode where, like, Kelly and Dylan, like, make out during the East Winds, which actually are happening right now. Santa Ana's. You better hope she doesn't Santa Ana's. Making everyone horny on 90210. I saw Tori Spelling's son on a field trip. You guys, it was incredible. I'm at work. (laughs) Things are bananas. Mel's texting me and I'm like, oh, cute. She's on maternity leave. Like she's texting me in the day. 
And then I look. I'm like actually responding to people. (laughs) And I look and I was like, oh my God. She knew from the picture. She sent me a picture. I'm like taking a picture of a child on a field trip. (laughs) It was truly epic considering like we posted that kid's face. Yeah. I really was really tempted to post it on social media, but I was like, that's going too far. Yeah. And she would probably like sue you or something. Yeah, probably. But yeah, he was there. He was there, and he was being a kid, and he looked happy. He looked right happier than in his photo shoots right. with his mom on Instagram. Because his mom wasn't forcing him to <laughs> yeah. look happy. Tori was not chaperoning, unfortunately. <laughs> we were. That was the question I asked. Yeah. I was like, "Is Tori there?" <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, just thought I'd share that because I know we've awesome. got some Tori fans <laughs> or not fans out there. <laughs> also, we just had your baby shower a couple weeks yes. ago. Yes, and and a sh- and shower a shower for you. Yeah, here in Los Angeles, and um, also did a really fun Tuono Tori spelling game where um, our friend Caitlin. Caitlin. Okay, I don't know if we could say her name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're not saying her social security number or her last name. Five six zero. Oh. Yeah. No, um, that's the start of mine. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> five five five, like in all the movies. Yeah. My phone number is five five five. She printed out a bunch of pictures of the two and O cast, so we could um, um, collage together the faces of Mel and Chris's future child. And that was really fun. Yeah, they were amazing, super artistic. Maybe I'll post it. I posted it on my personal, but maybe oh, yeah. we'll post it on Crying Amazing Crazy for sure. Because guess what? We're on social media. If this is your first time listening and you don't get any of these references we're making... Then rewind, listen to the rest, come back to this point. And find us on Instagram at cryingamazingcrazy. You can also email us at cryingamazingcrazy at gmail.com or get all the information and links to everything we talk about in our episodes at cryingamazingcrazy.com. The website. The website. (laughs) The experience. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The digital experience. All right. Guys, it's been a while. We got so many things to talk about. Oh, yeah. A lot of it feels old because it's been so long. And also, like, time's just speeding up. Like, the news is really fast and furious. Like, there's a person growing inside you fastly. Yeah. (laughs) Quickly. And I will, um, but before we get into it, I do have to say that Del throws the best baby shower ever (laughs) she and my friend caitlin did such a good job it It was was super cute in case you couldn't tell i really like to throw parties yeah 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 (laughs) she did a really good job on top of starting a new career basically so snaps for my homie thank you thank you yeah also yeah i'm very glad to like have nothing to do after work anymore (laughs) (laughs) she was like crafting and planning and putting stuff together it was fun we had a good time yeah it was good Thanks, Caitlin. Yeah. All right. Should we just dive into things that made us cry? Let's do it. Why don't you go first? Like, oh, wait. Okay. First, are you having, like, emotional pe- period pregnancy cries, do you think? Um, not, not super bad, mm. actually. I think I did, like, earlier. There were some oh, times okay. that I had some freak out moments. Yeah. But 
I don't think I'm like more emotional than usual. I think I'm more hungry than usual (laughs) um, for sweets. I have like a gnarly sweet tooth. That's why I made a cake that had no sugar in it because I was Mm. like, maybe I should like tone down the sugar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, let me make this gluten-free vegan cake. It's very good, but it tasted like a gluten-free vegan cake. (laughs) I know. No, it's good. It's great. It's great. It's It's good. It actually kind of goes really good with this beer. Oh, good. Like, yeah. You know? It was from Food it's 52. Like I made a banana, fud- it's it's called fudgy banana cake, which sounds like really good, <laughs> but there's no sugar in it <laughs> or gluten or fat. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's fat, but good fat. It's like good, almond butter. Like delicious fat. Anyways, um, so I've been <laughs> eating a lot, not as much, like, I mean, there's so much shitty things happening that... I don't yeah. think I'm crying because I'm being overly emotional. Right, right, I think right. I'm just being a rational, like loving, empathetic human right, being. Right, like not a pregnant person. Yeah, being it, irrational. You know, like our snowflake libtard, libtard demographic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys know what's up. Yeah. Um, but things that related to pregnancy that have made me cry are honestly like it's insane how many people come out of the woodworks and support you when you're pregnant. Oh, yeah. Like, it's unreal. Like, especially because I work for a girl empowerment organization. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Whatever. I work for Girl Scouts. So Probably all the listeners know that. Yeah, I think everyone knows that. But anyways, so everyone, like all these women and girls in Girl Scouts have been so supportive of me and just like one of the programs that I run, for example, is like a media literacy program for girls. And there's, it's 80 girls of all ages that are in kindergarten through 12th grade. And we do a bunch of stuff. They all threw me like a surprise baby shower at our, we have quarterly meetings and we Mm -hmm. had a quarterly meeting and they threw a surprise baby shower, which they had been planning for like a month, like secretly planning it. All the moms who are, they're all from different troops. So it's like, it's like a mom in freaking Palmdale and a mom in Long Beach are like right. emailing each other and coordinating. Aww. So it was like a potluck. Mm-hmm. And then they all like got stuff off my registry. Like yeah. one girl even got me like, what's it called? Like some petty care stuff, you know? <laughs> I'm like, cool, thanks. <laughs> You're bold. I love it. I'm going to be thinking about you. <laughs> yeah, because like one of the girls got my freaking crib mattress. Like Whoa. that's a big gift, you know, yeah, like awesome. her and her mom. Like literally. <laughs> yeah, and they like made me stuff Aww. and like – so obviously, like, I instantly started crying yeah. when I walked out and saw that they had, like, set up yeah. this whole thing. That's awesome. And a volunteer. And you had no idea. I had no idea, yeah. The, a volunteer um, who's, like, retired and she's just still involved and, mm-hmm. in, um, like, one of our donors. Yeah. She, like, crocheted me a beautiful baby blanket. Guys, it's the most incredible baby blanket I've ever seen. It's a star. It's in the shape it's of a... It's a starburst. It's a starburst, it's like, Yeah. Beautiful. It matches the colors that I wanted. Yeah. Like, like, did she know that? No. That's so nuts. And it was sweet. She like wrote me a card and it said like, like, I feel like she's like my granddaughter or like so sweet. And then another, um, staff person like made me a quilt. Wow. Another person, um, put together a huge basket Mm. of like a ton of stuff, like just all kinds of things. And she's not even like a person that I like, she's not like my best friend at work. She's just like somebody who was, and check it out. She was on freaking disability leave. Like she's in a wheelchair right now for some major things going on with her. She like rolls into this meeting just back from disability. Oh my God. And is like, Hey, I got you this basket. Oh my God. And she started crying when she gave it to 
to me because she said, this was like the fun thing that got me through like all this medical stuff that I had to deal with. Like every day I got a new package for the basket and I was so excited. And I feel like I was going to say like, it's like a fun thing to do right now. Like to be not in service, but to like be helpful to someone else in like a fun way. I feel like crazy. People really come out of the woodworks and help you. Like anyone that's had a baby like recently has been like, dude, like it here, like they're (laughs) here for me, you know? So it's like, it's this crazy sisterhood that I wasn't really anticipating Uh that so many women would come forward and just like be like, I got your back, you know? Yeah. 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 It's just nice. That's awesome. That's something that's made me cry this week. Or and this whole time. This, like, whole time, yeah. Nine months. For nine months. She's just been, like, sobbing every day. Yeah, so. What about you? Um, well, I don't know if you watch Sarah Silverman's show, I Love You, America. I've only seen a couple episodes. Okay, so we watch it every week. This is, like, a few episodes ago now, but, like... Like I said, I'm her exact snowflake libtard demographic. And, like, pretty much every episode there's a segment where I tear up because, like, she's trying to, like, navigate this, like, crazy political climate, but, like, having her own opinion, but also trying to be, like, very open-minded to, like, the way that others are thinking about things. So, like, it's neat to have that different perspective. And, like, her guests are just, you know. Choice. Yeah, top shelf. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... Um, the episode with Ai-jen Poo, she's an American activist and also a survivor. And she was at the Dr. Ford hearing, like sitting right next to Alyssa Milano. Uh-huh. Um, and she was just talking about how like there was a circle of survivors surrounding Dr. Ford to make her feel like she wasn't alone. And like the whole, what's the building called? Where they did the hearing. Yeah. Anyway, whatever that floor <laughs> was like filled with women in black carrying signs with like so much care and solidarity and sisterhood. And then, you know, she walks into the hearing room and it's like the exact opposite of that. Like just like a panel of men, like with such disdain in their faces for women. So like, yeah, anyway. the visual was really creepy. Yeah. But it was like, that made me cry. Just like thinking about. The solidarity of survivors, like, Mm -hmm. showing up, getting arrested, and just, you know, that whole part of it. Um, Dude, women supporting women. It's pretty amazing. So, yeah, that, that, yeah, I don't want to get too into the hearing and all that nonsense. But, yeah, just, like, the fact that people, like, you know, made it a part of their day to go down and, like, Mm -hmm. get arrested and just to be, like, I see you. Also, like... Straight up Alyssa Milano. Like, that was so badass and so awesome. And, like... Yeah. Yeah. That was a really choice seat Diane Feinstein, I think, set her up in there. So... Yeah. Anyway, that was that was one thing that made me cry since we last spoke. <laughs> yeah. Related to that, I was going to talk a little bit about her testimony, yeah, Dr. Ford's right. testimony. I think, for me, I was... I found myself like weeping in my car on my way to work Mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. when I heard her full testimony. And what made me cry specifically was not just like her story itself, Mm -hmm. like, which is extremely triggering for most women. Cause I think me too, pretty much we've all had similar situations, Mm -hmm. but what made me cry specifically was I found myself as she was like, going through her testimony, Mm -hmm. like my internal dialogue 
mm-hmm. and almost externally because I was mm-hmm. kind of like engaging yeah, yeah, with yeah. it was like me being like, yes, great job. Like right. ask for caffeine. Like you're being like super polite, like make little jokes. Yes. Like yeah, yeah, be yeah, like yeah, personable. Yeah. You're doing it. You're doing it. Like yeah. you're being Aww. sweet. You're being simple. You're being likable, you know? Right. And then I was like, I like realized that I was rooting for her to put on an act. Right, right. And I just like, right. And I started like crying because I was just like, I just couldn't believe that when women are victimized, we still, it's still Mm -hmm, our responsibility mm -hmm. to smile and make everyone else comfortable. comfortable. Exactly. And be pleasant. And like, we're not even allowed to be upset in any way. Mm -hmm. Like, it's actually like making me upset right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and just the fact, like, could you imagine, like, just the striking, and then later in the day, right. the striking contrast of Kavanaugh right. and how he presented himself in an emotion, incredibly emotional right, right. and, like, angry and, like, yeah. he was behaving the way that she really should have right. in a way because so, she has a right to. Yeah. And did you hear about that play? No. So at the bootleg, like the next day, this woman, I can't remember her name, but I think it was called Who's Hysterical Now, put on a play of the hearings, but reversed the roles. Wow. And like they did it for one night. And then was she taken off in a straitjacket? Because that's what would have happened if... (laughs) Well, luckily it was in Los Angeles, so no. But... um, No, I mean like if if for her character, I mean like honestly, if if Dr. Ford behaved the way that he did, she would be crucified and like taken away in a straitjacket. Just because look at fucking Hillary Clinton. Right, right. Who like... Basically, <laughs> dude, didn't act emotional, didn't act pleasant enough. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. And everyone had an issue with her. Right. And she had to, like, go through, like, voice coaching and, like, right. all this bullshit. <sighs> Anyways. So, anyway, that was a big part of it. And he's, like, being rewarded for this terrible behavior. And then, mm. you know, I cried, too, because I knew that from... That even though I was like, girl, you're doing it, you're putting yeah, yeah, on the yeah, act, yeah. like we, we can win the I knew that it was not gonna do shit. Right, right. It didn't and matter. so I was just like, even though I know that wall of men uh-huh. actually believes her, like right. all of them, everyone right. has to believe her. Like, yeah, how can yeah, yeah, you yeah. not? Like right. it's so obvious, you right. know? And it's like I just knew that it didn't even matter. Right. It doesn't it matter. It didn't even matter. They don't even give a shit what happened right, right. at all. Yeah. And so like, I even asked my boss later that day, who's a woman of color, I said to her, I was like, did you, I was like, did you um, watch or listen to the testimony this morning? And she was like, no. And she said, because she's so tired of, like, letdowns that she just, like, yeah, knew that it wasn't going to pan out. Right. And, like, she just, like, she's been, I mean, she's been let down a lot more than I have as like a white person. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's actually a perfect segue into my next thing. (laughs) Yay. We're segue. We're doing the segue. So anyways, Uh, that's uh, why I had to mention the Dr. Ford thing because that was the biggest part of it that I had a really Mm -hmm. hard time with. I was upset with myself for rooting for her to put on an act. Right. You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. (sighs) Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Um, and I can't drink alcohol either. <laughs> That's like the worst. I've been dealing with this sober, sober. as hell. Ah! Yeah, I'm so sober. That's awful. Yeah, I have not. So um, I've learned coping skills. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can drink after, but that's I mean, good. That's, hence the ice cream and sugar and everything. Right, right. Anyways. Um, also on 
So also on Sarah Silverman's I Love You America, she always likes to do something like funny and positive to show like don't give up. You know, it's very hopeful. So the segment on that episode was um, a segment on the women in Alabama called Woke Vote. Hmm. And um, they're black women voters and they get through everything, you know, with hope and humor. Dewana Thompson, you know, she says this is this is the kind of thinking that changes the world is what got Doug Jones elected without saying his name. So like when they knew that Jeffrey Beauregard Molasses Sessions was headed <laughs> up. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, they knew that his seat was going to be open and they knew that he was going up against, uh, you know, the pedophile. Mm-hmm. Um, Moore. Roy Moore? Is that his name? Yes. The pedophile. Yeah. yeah. And so they knew that they could... Cowboy hat. Yeah. They could run on, like, that alone, like, getting the black vote out without ever having to say um, his opponent, Doug Jones's name. They said Doug Jones was fine, but, like, they didn't campaign on that. They just campaigned on, like, hell no, we are not letting this happen. Mm-hmm. So also she said, you know, Sarah Silverman asked her, like, how did you, like, start to do this and blah, blah, blah. And she said, you know, black women have been doing this work already for years. So, like, the message was fucking vote. Mm-hmm. Like, vote, you guys. Like, every election is the most important. But, like, seriously, this is for real. Yeah. And, like, the polls that are coming out today are not looking good. So everyone has to vote. Like, I'm going to post a shit ton of resources. I already have my vote by mail yeah. shit sitting over there. I'm going to do it probably this week. Nice. And so Sarah Silverman kind of asked him, like, what would a country look like run by black women? Like, how would that look? You know, they all they all kind of say the same thing, which is like, it would be, there would be equality because we all know, like, the str- we've had the worst struggle and the worst pain. Yeah. So like, w- they wouldn't trip out with power like they would want to make things equal for everyone so anyway i just thought that was all very lovely and just this one woman going out and giving her local community the understanding of what was at stake and um you know she went out and got people involved Mm -hmm. and so that's tiktok we've all got to get everyone involved to vote like i don't care how they're voting but like just fucking do it. Yeah, seriously. But well, more that's so, why it's so sad about in like North Dakota, right? With voters, you know, suppression and right, all that. Right, right, right. For Native Americans. Yeah. So do your homework. I'll post resources. There's so much info. It makes it easy. You just yeah. need to dedicate a couple hours to your civic I think, duty. And I think in California, what is it? October 22nd is the last day to register. Yeah, I think so. So that's coming up, y'all. Yeah, do it. I mean, I think most people are. Like right. registered, right? I just changed mine to vote by mail since I'm gonna be yeah with child yeah. at any moment. Um, but you know, I'm more so too like kind of encouraging my like-minded friends in red zones that mm. usually don't vote, mm-hmm. like because we're not gonna flip people on the opposite side of us. Yeah. What we need to do is like get those like-minded people to the polls. So yeah. pick that one friend and make them do it because that's what I'm trying to do with someone. In Alabama, so. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anyone in Alabama. (laughs) I know. Anywho. Yeah, seriously. But anyway, that yeah, that show's great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, also on a hopeful note, there's things that young people have been doing that Mm. have made me cry for good reasons, Mm -hmm. which has been nice considering how hopeless it felt after Dr. Ford's situation. There is a, I was, this is a proud 
again, Girl Scout moment, Mm -hmm. but a girl who I um, is now like a sophomore at Cal State Long Beach, um, who I was a Girl Scout and I know her really well. Like Uh she was part of this club that I run, right? This media literacy program for, for several years. And she's super cool. She's now the president of Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies Student Association, nice. very long title, wow. at um, Cal State Long Beach. I saw that she organized a demonstration at her school when the Kavanaugh um, hearings were mm-hmm. happening. And mm-hmm. also she, the association that she, I think she founded it or something. Like, I don't think it existed yeah. before she became president. But she also, the, they put together, like, this really great comprehensive voter guide. Oh. And, like... So I was just really proud that she, mm-hmm. you know, is like doing yeah, all this cool yeah. stuff and it gave me a lot of hope and it made me tear up just because Aww. I remember her being like this really great kid and now she's like taking action. Doing like it's it. like yeah. going beyond just being like a altruistic Girl Scout as a kid. It's like right. she's making yeah. change and I've been seeing that in a lot of the young women and girls mm-hmm. that are involved in Girl Scouts. So it's like that kind of stuff really Aww. gives me a lot of hope. So again, with young people rising up, mm-hmm. I wonder if you had this, I thought you might have this, but did you read the op-ed that Emma Gonzalez wrote in the New no. York Times? Oh, I missed it. Okay. I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll post it on our episode guide yeah. at cryingamazingcrazy.com. But Emma Gonzalez, everyone knows who she is, you know. If not, get a life. Yeah. She uh, wrote an op-ed in New York Times. It was entitled, um, A Young Activist Advice, Vote, Shave Your Head, and Cry Whenever You Need To. So um, basically, she talks about, like, their whole experience of being activists immediately after the shooting happened at their high school and how they also like, it's something that we kind of almost forget because they're so strongly like they just seemed like just total badasses. But like at the same time, these kids are having meltdowns too, Mm -hmm. because they're basically (laughs) having like PTSD, you know, and they've like lost friends and Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Also like they're the people who they're, which she points out in her op-ed, it's like the people that they're going up against mm-hmm. are people who own guns. Right. <laughs> so that's also right, terrifying. Right, right. Totally. And she said that they like know what it feels like to be Harry Potter because Whoa. people come up to them and like know who she oh. is, but she doesn't know if they're coming up to her mm. to like shoot her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god. Or, you know, talk oh. to her about their support or whatever. Um, but she also so yeah, she talks about, and this was like the part that made me cry because she was talking about how they had breakdowns. They would have these breakdowns from time to time. Uh, I'll just read it. She said, um, suddenly I couldn't stand being alive. I didn't want to kill myself. Let me make that very clear. I just didn't want to have a human consciousness. Trees face many difficulties. She's talking about, she's like laying on the grass and looking at the trees when she's having basically a nervous breakdown. Trees face many difficulties, what with deforestation and pollution, but that didn't stop me from wanting to be one, to just stop feeling alive. How much I wished I could just be a tree so that I didn't have to know people who had been murdered in a mass shooting in a life I thought I would be forever safe from this kind of mourning. So it was super sad. (laughs) That part was like really brutal, but she also talks about how she cries a lot. Mm -hmm. She said, um, crying is healthy and it feels good. I really don't know why people are so against it. Maybe because it's loud. Crying is a kind of communication though. And communication is awesome. The lack of communication is what, is what keeps us in this situation. Mm -hmm. 
So she's talking about not being afraid to like express your emotions while you're being an activist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool and brave of her to say, but it's a great, I mean, those are just little snippets, but the yeah. whole op-ed just kind of goes through what her experience is. I didn't even think about the fact that people want her dead. Yeah. Like, I know. That's what, when she was Jesus. like, we all know what it feels like to be Harry Potter. We don't right. know if somebody's going to come up well, and be like, you're awesome. I like, actually don't get that reference because I've well, never read Harry Potter or seen well, the because, um, <laughs> Like Voldemort would be like mm. always trying to kill him. I'm guessing. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you knew. <laughs> because he's really famous, but like there's also these there's mm-hmm. dark forces or like right, bad guys. Right. Oh, I didn't know he was famous in the book. Yeah, he's famous uh. because he's famous because that's why he has that lightning bolt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, guys, I don't understand Harry Potter. <laughs> he has a lightning bolt on his head because when he was an infant. Um, Voldemort came and tried to kill him, but he stopped him uh, because he's wow. like this powerful right. being or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, he's like the, uh, what do they call him? I don't know. He's like some special one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was going to be like, he's the half blood prince, but I don't think that's what is, I think that's the name of one of he's the books. He's got the power. I've only read the first two, and it was like a long ass time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but um, now that okay, now that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of commercials that have been making me cry. Uh. Um, I'll do two quickly, and then I'll get more deeply into this other one. But um, one of them is for the Target Cat and Jack line. Oh, which. Anybody can wear it, but the the designers designed it for children that have special needs because it's easier to get on and off of them. Oh. Like, they've thought about, like, you know, a kid can't really put on a jacket, like, his arms through the back, like, just have it so that it goes on forward. That's cool. And so the commercial, it's like a testimonial from a mom of, like, you know, finally my kid just got to, like, get dressed and run outside and play and be a kid for once. Mm -hmm. and Just, like, really sweet. And that commercial always makes me cry. I'm like, Ken and Jack, you guys are doing God's work. (laughs) (laughs) At a reasonable price point. (laughs) And then the other one is, it's like a bank, I think, for, like, Family planning, and it's a totally like rip off of This Is Us. I feel like, oh, like you know, it's like a, a father son, and the father's like old, and he, the son's like driving him around to retirement homes, and he's like, I don't want to live there, and I'm like pissed off that he has to go to a home, and then the son starts reminiscing about when they like built a treehouse when they were little, and then the the son like runs out, and the dad has a hammer, and he's like, Are you gonna help me finish this or what? And then it like flash forwarded, and like the son has now built like a you know, a house in the back for his dad to live in. And the Aww. dad the dad comes outside and he's like, you going to help me finish this or what? And then it's like, you know, plan for your future, blah, blah, blah. But that it made just, you cry. Yes. <laughs> because it's like in the style of This Is Us, like it's all like cinematographically beautiful <laughs> and like the music and the flashback. And it was just like, oh my God. It was so visceral. Yeah. So that was, th- those are quick ones. But I feel like this... Um, 
recent Serena Williams Nike commercial got super overshadowed because it was oh, the same campaign yeah. as Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. um, Nike. So it's like real footage from when she was, um, I think, nine. Oh, I have seen yeah. it. I have seen it. And her it. dad's talking to her during her training, and they edit it together with current footage. And it's like him saying to her, like, you know, this is you at the U.S. Open. Be tough just like you want to win. Just like you're at the U.S. Open. Like, spliced together with footage of her at the U.S. Open. And he's, like, speaking to her very calmly and inspiring and just saying, like, it's just you. It's just you. And, you know, she was nine. And you you get that picture of, like, the dad coaches. But he was actually, like, really kind. And they're laughing and having a good time. And it was, yeah, it's just, like, a really sweet, special, moving ad, like, like she did do it because of him. Like, she, right. and, and it's like you're imagining that she's hearing his voice as she's like serving and hitting and mm-hmm. being a boss. Well, and I think the thing too about tennis that's like mm. really admirable is like the fact that it's just one and one. Like when it's yeah, 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 yeah. it's like one person on their right. own. Right. It's yeah. not a team sport. It's right. like you're there and everyone's watching you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, that's like... a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure and like strength involved. Yeah. And like, I feel like a lot of brands right now are being political and like, I'm not mad at that. I think I've said this before. Like, of course they're in it for the money, but I also believe like in this time right now, these companies are sincere and they're underlying a message of like, fuck you, Mr. President. Yeah. If it's influential, if it's going to work. Right. Even if they make money, like whatever. But I feel like just like this overall thing of like, not all corporate entities are monsters and disgusting. Even though they're still making a huge profit off the publicity, like yeah. the message, I'm down. Like, you just have to think of the, um, co- you know, the way the um, costs and benefits because right, right, right. It's like if their influence is actually driving change mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. inspiring t- people to take action who wouldn't yeah. otherwise, right? And that's like how. What is the weight of that versus yeah, yeah, like yeah. what other damage they might doing right. as a corporate? as a corporation. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like, that's something that I'm always interested in yeah. examining, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. But so. yeah. And just, you know, the Colin Kaepernick thing was like really brave of a brand to take that mm-hmm. on. And that was rad. So anyway, Serena got overshadowed by that, but it's all right. It's all good. Cause I'm bringing it to light. <laughs> yes. That's the point. Yeah. Know. We're putting her on a pedestal here on yeah. our, widely listened to podcasts and we're doing it first and we're the only ones yeah to ever do we're it. the only ones to talk about serena <laughs> speaking of popular people mm. <laughs> i <laughs> <Nice> segue. <laughs> speaking of popular people i have two things kind of that are related to your favorite person busy phillips yeah so um she posted this poem did you see that good yes. bones poem Okay. Yeah. That was like perfect timing. Yeah. So I'm going to be old school and actually read you guys a poem. It was just good timing. And also because like I'm going to be becoming a mom soon. So it made me like cry. Be clear. Like you don't have to be a mom to like be moved by mom stuff. No, absolutely (laughs) not. Um, 100%. This is like a universal poem. And it's actually one that she wrote. This author, Maggie Smith, wrote, um, it went viral after the Pulse 
nightclub shooting. Anyways, here it is. Good bones. Life is short, though I keep this from my children. Life is short, and I've shortened mine in a thousand delicious, ill-advised ways. A thousand deliciously ill-advised ways I'll keep from my children. The world is at least 50% terrible, and that's a conservative estimate, though I keep this from my children. For every bird, there is a stone thrown at a bird. For every loved child, a child broken, bagged, sunk in a lake. Life is short, and the world is at least half terrible, and for every kind stranger there is one who would break you, though I keep this from my children. I am trying to sell them the world. Any decent realtor walking walking you through a real shithole chirps on about good bones. This place could be beautiful, right? You can make this place beautiful. So I just really like that because it's just such like a nice little hopeful poem that's like, even though the world is fucked, you like still want to inspire young people Mm -hmm. and yourself to like deal with this fixer upper, you know, and like give up on it, not give up on it. And that that's what our jobs are. So I was really stoked that she, cause I had never read that poem before Mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was something that busy Phillips posted. Also. She is coming out with her new talk show and her book tour, and she's probably overworked, but she likes to cry a lot (laughs) on her things. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, she was on the cover of Bust magazine, Mm -hmm. and so I read the interview, and and she mentioned in there that, like, her... Basically, she was talking about the importance of female friendships and stuff, Mm -hmm. and, like, she was talking about it in the context of just, like being emotional mm-hmm. and she was saying that like with men like so with her husband for example she said that they're always trying to basically fix the problem right. they don't want to sit with you through the whole thing the rigmarole and so she said the other day she was having a really hard time emotionally and she went over to her friend's house Jenny Connor that you know the girl's producer like Lena Dunham's BFF uh-huh, uh-huh. or whatever and Jenny was just like, okay, we're just going to have some tequila, order chicken, and cry. There's going to be so many tears tonight. I can't wait. No one – so she was saying, like, no one was trying to fix the right. person's problem. They were mm-hmm. just like, let's just go through this mm-hmm. shit together, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool and a great way to describe female friendships. Right. But also, I kind of think I might be like her husband, and I'm like, always want to fix, like, oh, the thing. That's funny because not anymore so much, but – when I was training Edgar on how to live with a woman, <laughs> <laughs> like we would constantly get in arguments when I would have a problem and he would get offended and I had to explain to him and now he gets it. Like, I don't want you to fix it. Mm. I just want you to listen. Like I just need to vent. Yeah. I need to have the breakdown. That's part of my process. Yeah. Just listen and like be as supportive as you can. And then like later, Maybe let's try to brainstorm on it. Yeah. I think I, I mean, I think I'm that way and mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I need that for sure. And I need yeah. that understanding and somebody to listen. Yeah. But I think I also like do the masculine mm-hmm. thing of like right. when I'm handling somebody being uh-huh. emotional, yeah, yeah, yeah. like my go-to thing is like, let's try and fix it. Right. Like I want to yeah, fix yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it is uh-huh. instead of just like letting it breathe right. more. Right, right, right. So it was kind of like interesting to read this because I was like, oh, maybe I should like tone that down a little bit, you know? Me too, like, because that's your 
job, like, yeah. to fix things as they happen. That's true, yeah. <laughs> like, that's how you're, yeah, like, your brain is tuned into doing that all day. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah. And I think I just, I try to think forward, you know, like, right. let's, like, move forward with this. Right. Let's, like, deal with this yeah, versus yeah, yeah. let's not, like, dwell on things too much, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though I don't necessarily yeah. do that for myself. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But I guess I kind of do that. I mean, I'm not, like, super eager, but it's, like, three days, you're still upset. Like, it's time to get over it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I see you being that way, too. Yeah, yeah. Pretty like, action-oriented. Yeah, like... um the time to cry is over. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I guess the moral of the story is, like, it's all about balance. Let like, it breathe. Let it breathe. It's like a fine wine. Emotions yeah. are a fine wine. <laughs> Pop it open. Let it breathe. Swivel it around a little bit. Yeah. Eat some cheese. Right. With it. And then maybe you'll come to a solution. Yeah. And then you'll... Process it. It'll be beautiful. I was trying yes. to think of a segue into the song with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally we're like, normally I'm like shit faced by this point, but not for nine months. I haven't been, I've been sober, <laughs> which by the way, guys, early on when we were recording and she was like, I'm just going to have this tea. I was like, I think you're pregnant. <laughs> I'm going to drink this coffee. That's secretly hot cocoa right. or decaf or whatever the fuck. Yeah. While we're recording and I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. I know that's what happens when you're a raging alcoholic. People will know right away if you're pregnant because you're like, no, thanks. I don't need that wine. Not today. Like, I'm the type of person that will never turn down drinks. You want to give me? Yeah. I don't really like whiskey, but if that's what you've got, yeah. okay. Uh, whatever you got, I'll take it. We're at breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Give me that breakfast so, beer. <laughs> it's been a wild ride. Once you that's get over crazy. a certain time length. Once, you get the, once the shakes, yeah. get the shakes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once you like get the cold sweats gone. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. For real, though. <laughs> One of my friends got me a bottle of wine and like those uh, test strips, like oh, yeah, breast yeah. milk test yeah, strips, yeah, yeah. like as like my gift yeah. at my shower. That's awesome. That's really funny. That's hilarious. So we'll see. Cause it's, yeah, I still have to. I wish it was like as easy as like she's out and now I can have some right. alcohol. Party. But yeah. Gotta continue on the sober route the for a little bit longer. Trimester. Yeah. Anyways, um, I wish I was drunk because I actually hate the song that we're about to talk about. <laughs> well, it actually came up at the baby shower. Oh, yeah. So we were, we did this thing where we played a playlist that, thank God, somebody else created on Spotify with, like, all songs that have the word baby in it. And then later you have to, like, turn it off and, like, everyone writes down all the songs with baby that they can remember. And this song came on and Mel looks, we looked at each other and we're like, oh my God. And you said, we should, we have to do this shitty song. (laughs) So shitty. So stupid. So here it is. If you um, forgot about this song that still is constantly played on any fucking All the time. Grocery stores, dentists, everywhere. It's Iris by Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> they don't 
<laughs> and I don't the world to see me. Because okay. I'm a weirdo. Because I look weird. I don't know if yeah. I'm weird. Um, so, I feel like this song was an era, like that weird era, like post-grunge, pre-new pop, where it was like shifting. So it to was like... shitty. To shit. Barf and it, time. And it was like really slick, neat hair, weird okay. hair. Okay, no, his hair... <laughs> so, okay, guys, Wait, it's first 1998. Of all, first of all, it's 2018 and Google Ball, <laughs> Dolls are still, still a, a band. band. I, I know, it's like... Um, Why? I don't know. Who's but buying that? They, okay, his hair in the music video is, like, basically the haircut that, like, um, you know, the, like, I want to talk to the manager mom haircut from, like, the Midwest. Yes, what is that lady with all the kids? The Gosling mom. Kate. Kate Gosling. Kate Gosling. He has that, like, that she was inspired by Goo Goo Dolls' Iris music Yes, it was, like, when all the hot, long-haired grunge boys. John Resnick. Johnny Resnick, yeah. Yeah. When all the hot grunge boys with long hair, like, cut their hair off, like, they didn't cut, like, they did, like, some crazy mid thing. They did layers. The Johnny Resnick layer. Yeah, it's like the boy version of the Rachel. Yeah, and it's like, is he hot? Is he a freak? No. I can't, there's no way to tell. He's not hot. He looked hotter when he had long ginger hair. Yeah. I was, okay, like, I was, um... I had a boy named Goo on tape <gasps> because I was 11. Okay, okay, that makes sense. I was 11, and I really liked that tape. I had it. It was, like, in my tape collection with, like, Joan Osborne. Oh, yeah. And, like, Sheryl Crow, The Cranberries. Right, right. And Alanis Morissette. That was, like, and Green Day. Those were, like, my right. favorite little tapes. Wait, when did this come out? Well, this is after A Boy Named Goo. So A Boy uh, Named uh, Goo was like 95, <clears throat> okay. so I was like 11. Okay. This is um, this is 1998. Oh, yeah. Duh. A couple years later. And um, yeah, this is like some easy listening top 40 bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For the City of Angels soundtrack. Right. Do you guys remember that shitty ass movie with this shitty ass plot? <laughs> it was a remake. I didn't know that. It was a remake of a Wim Wenders Movie? I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Um, but you know, it's it's with Nick Nick Cage and Meg Ryan, and basically the plot of it is he is like an, an angel. angel. Oh my god, how many fucking angels an movies angel. were there in the nineties? By the way, an angel song. Oh yeah, so Michael. Angel. Oh yeah. Shit. Wait, in the arms of an angel. I think that was on the soundtrack, too. Oh, yeah, it totally was. There was, like, a shit ton of hits that came out of that soundtrack. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess everyone goes through phases of, like, these fantasy things because it's, like, Mm. angels, vampires, werewolves, you know, unicorns. unicorns. Right now, unicorn is pretty heavy. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Back to angels. Yeah, so the plot, he's Mm. an angel, and he wants to... um, he falls in love with Meg Ryan by like spying on her or something. Yeah, right? like like he's the angel of death or some shit, and then like he's coming to get someone, and he sees her, and he's like, "I want to stay with her because she's Meg Ryan and she has a cool pixie cut." Right. And then, so then he like falls, like he literally that's falls. The to that Johnny her. Resnick has. He gets the Meg Ryan. He's so inspired by that fucking movie. So he like falls to earth. He like literally falls from the ground, and then he wakes up and he's like immortal or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah. 
And who dies? So then, yeah. So then, like, they have this romance and, like, they're friends. Isn't there, like, a boning scene that's really gnarly? Yeah. What is it? So, like, okay. So, like, you know, he's got to, like, get to know her. And, like, then they become friends. And then they, like, bone down. And then the next day, she's like, I'm going to go get bagels and wherever the fuck we are. And, like, gets on. L.A., the city of angels. (laughs) Gets on a bike and is, like, riding with her eyes closed because she's in such bliss from boning with Nicolas Cage. And then, like, gets hit by a car and dies. (laughs) And, like, he sees the angel come to get her or some shit. Oh, and wow. she's like, I see the angel. And he's like, don't go, don't go. And then, like, that's the end of the movie. Wow. <laughs> it's really terrible. I actually totally have that visualization of her riding her bike. Yeah, because it was in the music video or one of the versions of the video. Of her uh, just like The video I watched to prop, prep for this podcast yeah. was just the one where it's like he's just like. In a bell tower. Yeah. Well, so they there was another version where every time he looks in the telescope, they it's show a scene, a, scene, from, uh, a scene from the movie. So this version that's the popular one there's no scenes from the movie so the whole time I'm screaming like what the fuck are you looking at like we never get to see I know it's so boring it's like the most boring music (laughs) video ever and I also noticed that he plays um, the acoustic guitar like a bass it's like hella low yeah yeah like it's like at his knees yeah I'm like (laughs) what are you doing you weirdo Um, and I'm pretty sure that that's filmed like at the second street tunnel Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's right there. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and this was his inspiration. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about the situation of Nicholas's Cage character in the movie. The guy is completely willing to give up his own immortality just to be able to feel something very human. And I think, wow, what an amazing thing it must be like to love someone so much. You give up everything to be with him. That's a pretty heavy thought. Dude. <laughs> Fuck, you are a dork. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> You've never been in love? <laughs> oh, my God. <gasps> also, how are they still a band? I know. They used to be kind of cool, I they guess. They were, like, more alt yeah, they, before. they opened up for, like, back in the late 80s, I guess. They, they used to be, like, an opener band for, like, Bad Religion, Motorhead, dude, The Dead Milkman, <laughs> fucking Cannibal Corpse. Like, I all saw these... them once. Cannibal Corpse? No, no, no. Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. <laughs> were they <laughs> good or bad? So I think they were just like, meh. But I think they were opening for garbage or something like that. That sounds right. Yeah. But also I saw like a show. So like here's the four bands and I don't know who was playing with who but like no matter what I look bad in this. Okay. Cuz it's That's like okay. it was You're in a garbage safe space. garbage which goo- is cool. Goo Goo Dolls mm, less cool. Lit and Tonic. <laughs> okay. The only thing that's cool is garbage on that list. So somebody opened for garbage what and then What song I, does Tonic do? If you could only see how blue her eyes can be when she says Oh my god. All those songs, like, these are all those songs that it's like the era for me. Like fake romance. Of like <laughs> when I was, when I would um, kind of tape shit off of the radio. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm like trying to think of what songs, I don't know, Mar- Marcy Playground and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that was the Goo Goo Dolls. It's so it's not shitty. a deep movie, it's not a deep song. It, does it even have the word baby in it? 
No. Why was, <laughs> why it, on was it on that playlist? Does it have? Maybe because they're goo goo dolls. Yeah. That's Whatever. Weird. That's <laughs> the person who made that Spotify was tripping on that one. Yeah, because also Santa Baby was on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was really weird. Like all of a sudden, like Christmas music was playing. Um. Anywho. Yeah, Barfola. <laughs> Glad we picked it. There was a lot to say about it other than the video sucked, the song sucked, the movie yeah. sucked. The only thing, the only story I can think about related to them is like, I remember reading one time because he was like, he's like really into the replacements. And I guess mm, like he gave um, a replacements tape to, I, I remember hearing like he gave some sort of like replacements CD to Avril Lavigne what? and Avril Lavigne said she hated the replacements. And uh, so I was like, fuck Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Not that I, they were in the same era though. That seems so weird. I don't know. She was like probably <laughs> opening for them or something. Oh yeah. I don't know. I like read that in Rolling Stone or something like that. Yeah. That's um, the only thing I could think of. Also. Oh, yeah, I was just laughing when I was watching it. Like, the bridge of that song is like so cheesy, it's but like, so bad. Epic sounding, but bad. Yeah. And <laughs> That's the worst. I don't even, I have never liked that song. I think <clears throat> I probably liked it for like a minute. When, like when I saw the movie. I remember, <laughs> I think I liked the movie when I saw yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was like, oh my God, like the same thing. Like, this is deep love. Wow, but, yeah. Uh, but like now, deep love is like, will you go get the remote over there and bring it to me? Dude, yeah. Deep love is like. Can you bring me water? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to mention some of the deep love stuff that happens. <laughs> oh, deep love is farting in front of each other. Yeah, for and real. Like, just being like, babe, that's deep love. Or when my parents do it and my dad goes, what did you say? <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> On that note, uh, it's been great. Yeah. We love you. We miss you. Keep crying. Keep crying. I'll be back. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Bye. Bye.